EA Sports. It's in the game. PlayStation. Over ten times the size. Five times the weapons. Three times the size of the game map. Three new worlds. Sixty new directions to walk in. Over two hundred more NPCs. And this time we added a mini-map. Welcome to the Unstoppable Force Podcast. I'm Guy. And I'm Rob. And this week we're going to do our recap of E3. Yeah, usually there's quite a lot covered in E3, and uh, we thought we'd do you guys a favor and go over the the stuff that's actually worth talking about. Yeah, the most important stuff. Because I kind of felt like, I don't know if it has been done previously, but a lot of stuff talked about was either new content for existing games or remastered games or games coming to new platforms. Yeah, there's definitely, I think, a lot more... of the games like being remade and and a lot more of the dlc especially since we've moved towards this games as a service world yeah i think that's part of it yeah um but there was some new stuff and i think also a big part of this was like a tech showing but whether it's like the new xbox Mm -hmm. console or all the cloud services yeah streaming services yeah streaming stuff everybody's getting in on so it's a lot of tech i think compared to the previous years of like new you know engaging things that they're trying to get us to use yeah. Uh, lots of subscription services. Yeah. Um, but I think we should probably just jump into it. We've got a lot of cover. Yeah. So what, what was the first day? The first so day was... Had EA had their conference. That was EA. Yeah. EA had their conference on the I, first yeah, day. Yeah, and like usual, we have our new Madden and new FIFA. Yeah, that's typical. Yeah. Got to make that money off of Ultimate Team, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're not I mean, doing loot boxes anymore. Oh, but we're making, like, millions of dollars off of those games. Yeah, just redoing the same game, but, like, not change of physics for, like, three games later. And then uh, Apex Legends, like, once again, like you were saying, just kind of more stuff yeah. coming out for a pre-existing game. So, yeah. you know, we've got the new character. Yeah. Um, um, Edison, Wa- right? Wa- oh, Watson. Watson. Yeah. Yeah. And she's kind of got, like, these electric fences or that yeah, she can put well, in front of she has like, Yeah, fences. she has, like defensive structures puts up mm-hmm. and electric wall electric fences um kind of like a fortnite character coming yeah. to apex what was her ult though i actually don't remember um, it's like an interception pylon it places an electrified pylon that destroys incoming ordnance and refills her teammates shields oh right it, it refills the shields it's kind of like um like a, it's kind of like a Rissa almost or something, but like instead of giving you damage, it fills yeah. your shields. Yeah. Or like, uh, what's her name? Um, also in oh, Overwatch. Um, Brigida. No, um, Symmetra. She, oh, Symmetra. Remember how she can put down like the shield oh, he, generator? Yeah, shield generator. So I she, guess kind of like that almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in an AOE. Yeah. Um, I mean, she looks pretty cool. There's also, like, a new weapon that was leaked yeah, called the L-Star. L-Star. I think that came from Titanfall. Yeah. And it supposedly can shatter doors and just does high damage. Yeah, it's supposed to be an LMG, I believe, okay. as well. Um, okay. Which I'm curious if they're just going to go with, you know, using another... Because they have an energy ammo LMG. Yeah. They've got a heavy ammo LMG, the Spitfire. Yeah. Um, so now it's... I guess they have to do a light LMG, but that would be kind yeah. of weird. I don't know. So we'll see what they do with it. Especially if it does like damage like this and shattered doors. I would expect right. it to be either heavy or like even 
if it's it sounds like it could be like a shotgun kind of mm-hmm. like an auto shotgun if it's gonna like blast doors out. We could probably find out if we looked up uh, oh the Titanfall? the Titanfall version, but I, I I did see that people were still kind of speculating on it though, so it probably okay. isn't identical. Yeah, it's like an adaption. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but the only thing that was really interesting out of EA, I felt this E3 was their new game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, we're getting uh, like a new, actually a new good prop. Well, not good. Okay, we got a new Star Wars game. It's a single player game. It's too. single player. It's like um, Force Praise Unleashed. EA. Kind of reminds me of Force Unleashed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like like slash, almost like a slashing kind of game, like lightsaber and stuff. So it's not a shooter any, again. Yeah, I think I heard it being compared to almost like Bloodborne the way it was gonna play. Yeah, I think maybe more boss rushy. Like the director or ex director was mentioning that they were trying to bring Bloodborne to Star Wars with this. Mm-hmm. So I think that sounds awesome though. Yeah. Because Star Wars has like a unique fighting style that other games and other even fantasy universes just don't have. Yeah. It's like high agility mm-hmm. sort of focus. Um, and using the force with it can, I think, be be some really interesting gameplay yeah. in a and Bloodborne you, style. With other than like just hacking and like just like shoving around stormtroopers, mm-hmm. um, you kind of need some probably like a stronger foe to fight right. against. Like if you can use the force and you have a lightsaber that mm-hmm. can just block basically anything or cut through anything, you need to come up with something that's like, more powerful that's going to give a challenge to the player. Yeah, hopefully it'll end up being very boss-focused, because I think that a game where I'm just playing as a Jedi, fighting crazy enemies and and having to, you know, dodge projectiles and deflect stuff and, like, roll and jump and do all this crazy stuff, I think that would sound a lot of fun. Like a a boss rush, almost like Star Wars game. Yeah. So I'm into it. I'm over the... uh, I I know there was a big controversy about the fact that that it was just, like, a basic white guy was the main character. Yeah. I think everyone's gotten over that one. Um, Do they cry if they're... Black, they cry if they're women, they cry if they're white, they cry if they're... Like, yeah, everyone's male. upset. Every, it any, doesn't matter. It, Somebody's it, upset. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If it's Whole a good world. game, it's a good character, that's what matters. Right. Doesn't It shouldn't... It, like, I can understand where some people came from on that, but at the same time, the characters are characters, and, you know, this. we don't know anything about this guy. Like, I, I personally, when I feel like a, a game is picking a character or making them a specific race or ethnic background or nationality or anything like that for the sole purpose of marketing and, like, wokeonomics, you know, where they're trying to do it, like, for the sake of it. I don't like it, but if it... Mm. You know, I think we've had this conversation before. If it just kind of fits in well and it just makes sense, then absolutely go with it. Yeah, absolutely. But, I don't know. Maybe there really is a lot of white guys in Star Wars. I mean, possibly... I mean, you don't know what all the, st- the stormtroopers freaking look like. Mm-hmm. They have helmets on, so for all you know, <laughs> be anybody. Um, I guess that's how uh, Finn, Finn is. Uh, Finn's black, yeah. so maybe they're all. Maybe, maybe every yeah. single one of them is black, and we don't even know. Wow! But now all the bad guys are black. Okay. So wow! I didn't say that. Hey, <laughs> the one who's actually black, Vader, will end up being white. So who knows? It could okay. be like, could be uh, like opposite. You know. Okay. Gotcha. Um. Other than that, I mean, EA kind of didn't have much. No. 
there was like some Battlefield Five updates, and yeah. there's some like yeah, updates just more to more updates for games and, and yeah stuff like that. Nothing really major, nothing that really stands out, and even the updates weren't that big of a deal. So, yeah. EA, what would you say, EA? <laughs> would you rate them one out of ten? They're showing. Um, uh, it's kind of like I don't know, because it was just stuff I kind of expected with like. Just new FIFA, new Madden, mm-hmm. and like with exception like of Star Wars, almost. yeah, like a yeah, it's like, like one new thing, a lot yeah. of old things, like yeah, I guess there's a new FIFA and Madden that doesn't really like that's count, just though. standard, yeah, yeah, that's just standard operating. But you could like watch EA's showing and, and there's nothing that mm-hmm. you were like, whoa, that's right. like really blowing me away. Right, maybe like Star Wars because um, they have like. The physics that you you don't want to just hit a dude with a lightsaber and just like mm-hmm. cut through him and they fall like you want to feel the force of it and like the damage and like see the the effects of the lightsaber so we kind they kind of got that so that's re- it's like really cool to watch what, yeah. what's happening too. I mean that's like where all five of those ten points come from basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Those points, yeah. I mean I like Apex too, and I want the season, uh, the new season to be really good. Mm-hmm. They're all, they're also coming out with a ranked mode. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, which is going to definitely add more replayability yeah. to it. Um, but mm, is that still I, very? We still didn't get like our singles or anything like that. That's kind of that would have been really good to like lose. Like the singles, out. like like playing instead of like. Like a oh, you squad, mean solos, solos duos, yeah, triples, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. Um, I mean, there's also I, I believe there's also like a new mode that they're doing right now, like, like a legend mode, mode or legend. hunt, legend of the hunt or something. Okay. Um, where if you win uh, or you get the top five, mm-hmm. you play a game with all the people in the top five of the last yeah. like, games that yeah. were won. Um, and you get like a bunch of unlockables from doing that, but that's that's like the only new thing on top of the stuff that we've already mentioned. So they're still, I mean, they're adding a lot. I think they they're committing to making the battle pass better, but overall, EA is like a six, maybe I'll give it yeah. instead of a five. Yeah. Next, we got Google, and they're um, basically the whole thing about Google here is I guess they also introduce themselves in the market. With Stadia. That yeah. was it. So that's what they're running with. They're just kind of stepping into the gaming market. Yeah. And they gave us more details, like, on, on pricing and... Mm-hmm. and like, $15, right? Yeah. A month for their normal plan. Yeah. And then, isn't there, like, an Ultimate version as well? Well, that, I think that was the Ultimate version that was the $15. And then... Oh, right, yeah. The $10 that is supposed to be the normal version. So the $15 gets you all the... You know, 4K, I think, and all the high-speed, like, connection. Right. And then, whereas $10 probably just gets you the, like, max, um, like, resolution on whatever game that you're mm-hmm. going to buy to play with it. Because you actually, turns out, have to pay for a game yeah. to be able to even have it on the Stadia. So, you're paying $10 a month. It's to really have just a this, console. Right. You're paying the, the $10 to have access to this, to the software and like uh this whole system mm-hmm. in a sense and then you have to buy the actual game to play it with that yeah and it's not really what i guess many of it, well at least what i was expecting because like to be competitive it should just be you get the games like yeah. you pay and there's and a certain amount of like games that you get yeah exactly didn't the only thing i can say that they have going for them is they have the integration with YouTube. 
So they have with streamers where you can play with other, you know, the streamers playing and they're like, oh, join my game. So if you have Stadia, you, you get put in a queue by mm-hmm. just clicking join on the video and you get the, like, to look up walkthroughs with the whole database of uh, YouTube videos. So you're kind of paying for that on top of being able to access your game anywhere that you want to. And I think that they have good marketing if they get streamers on YouTube. They're playing. They go, oh, you want to play with me? You know, you need Stadia. So that's how they're going to sell it. I don't think people like streamers really want to play with their fans, though, to some extent. I mean, if they're being paid, I think if Google pays people, they're going to pay them. They're going to say, look, we're giving you Stadia. We're going to pay you to say and to play with this, you know, X amount of, Mm -hmm. you know, your fans so that you when you every time you say you're playing, it's going to get up a good amount of them to be like, oh, I have a chance to play. Let me yeah. buy it. And then that's how the, they'll get the majority of their subscriptions. They also uh, announced two exclusive games. I guess they have some uh, studios that were making some games. One is uh, Get Packed, which mm-hmm. actually seemed kind of, kind of, kind of fun yeah, it looks couch cool. game yeah. with your bros. Yeah, it's a co-op. I think it's four-player. It's It reminds me of Overcooked uh, and um, Think of the Children. I think that's what it's <laughs> called. And where you're like four characters, mm-hmm. four players. And you have to like move everything. Yeah, right? like you have to move into like a moving van or whatever. So you like, you all, all grab like a corner of a car and walk it to the van. But you got to watch out for traffic. It, mm-hmm. it can hit you and different stuff can be happening all around you. It looks kind of fun. Both of their games seem fun. The other one was um, G-Y-L-T. I think it's pronounced Guilt. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, and it's a horror game that kind of looks like it's a Pixar animated movie. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of cool looking. Yeah. But between just two exclusive titles, Stadia it, being pretty expensive yeah. compared to to X Cloud, without really having anything particularly great comparable. Right. Yeah, um, and mean, also I think you said uh, you play their mm, subscription you service play plus. would They're be teaming, free. Teaming up with it. I don't. Is it free with the- If you pay for the Stadia, wouldn't would you get Uplay available? I think it comes with, with it? the 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 top tier one. That's what it. But is. not the lower tier yeah, I don't, one. I'm not sure. Oof. I, I honestly with details. Stadia had a really weak opening, in my opinion. I think that with XCloud coming in right behind it, it it really lost any major steam it had. They needed to like come out with a cloud console like either earlier this year or last year or something because I, I just feel like X Co- or um, X Cloud really overshadowed it. Yeah, uh, we kind of already also had some streaming service. Like you already had, well, I guess like X Cloud is the new th- like the thing that Stadia is doing. Whereas yeah. all these other companies like EA and. Um, they have, and their X, subscription like, they have their subscription services. So you already have those that like Google's kind of getting into that they don't have a library of things to stream. Yeah, they have no games. And you, it's hard to compare to Xbox. But we'll talk more about there when we um, when we go into the Microsoft um, section. Or what is it called again? Stage um, showing... Yeah, the uh, conference. Conference. There, there we go. Microsoft's go. conference. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty much everything Google had for us. So I, I'm going to give them, like, a three or something. Yeah, they kind of flashed a bunch of games that would be accessible. Like, I know, like, Doom, you can, you'll can you be able to play on it. Mm-hmm. Just 
like you'll be able to play on it, but you just have to buy know. it though. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of so I just did a quick search, and so it says that you Google Stadia will add UPlay Plus in 2020 with unlimited access to Ubisoft games. So it would be part of it. Yes. Um, I mean, Ubisoft, honestly, it, it has this one of the smallest, uh, in my opinion, lists of games, um, catalog of games compared to Xbox, EA, yeah. um, Sony, uh, pretty much any of these other companies. Ubisoft's very much a games-as-a-service focused company. It's still coming out with stuff for For yeah. Honor. Yeah. You know, like there's only new, one yeah. new game or two new games I think yeah. they're coming and actually, there's a few new there's, games. There's a few. There's We'll get there, yeah. Uh, but overall, Google was weak. I think with Uplay being added, it would be stronger, but it's not like it's getting added today. It's getting added next year. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Google is going to have a difficult time getting any traction, I think. Yeah. I think they're also like using a lot of their other services to like subsidize this media. <laughs> so I think... Well, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, next one, though, is Microsoft. And um, I'm sure you could already tell I'm a bit of a Microsoft fan. And I think that this was one of their best shows. Yeah. This and definitely the, the winner. They were like the heavy, yeah, definitely the heaviest hitter in this, in the, all of the C3 this mm -hmm. year. They definitely had the most content. Yeah. And um, the most, like, revolutionary technology and... Because um, like it's it's not just X Cloud, I mean even even just um, Flight Simulator. Oh yeah, was created using AI and, and satellite data. Yeah. yeah. So like they they recreated the Earth mm -hmm. using yeah. information and AI. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. No, um, so and like a big thing with uh, Microsoft this year is they went. Now that they've turned into releasing their games onto PC, they've coming around toward to the consumer. They're like this whole like console war thing mm -hmm. kind of has blown over for a while. Yeah. So now they're just embracing if if I sell if I sell it on PC and Xbox, I'm just gonna get some more copies. It's guaranteed. I mean, they're even going one step further than that, and they're going to be putting their games on Steam. Yeah. Apparently, huh. they're like, hey, you know, you like Steam. Fine. We just we won't get thirty percent mm. unless we sell over a million. I think it's like over a million copies or something like that, and then it goes to twenty percent. Right. Um, but they're willing to forfeit a little extra money on those games to allow players choice. Yeah. And then you've got Epic over in the corner <laughs> being like, it's like he's like the little, it's it's like a classroom, and Epic is like that kid who will like do mean things or ridiculous things for attention. And that, like, for that five moments of attention, and everyone's like, no one likes you, dude, and, like, just pushes them away. <laughs> That's what I feel like Epic is at this point. Mm -hmm. And and Microsoft came in as, like, the as, like the, the nice guy mm. who... Like the, the teacher's pet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, like, the little teacher's pet who... Um, like, is a great example for everybody. <laughs> yeah, he, he tattled on, on Epic there yeah. and yeah. Uh, threw some shade at him. Yeah. Um, apparently they actually like specifically threw some shade at Epic regarding mm. them putting games on Steam and not really uh, having this like, oh, we have to be exclusive, exclusive, yeah. um, kind of push. And in fact, actually there's some games that were supposed to be exclusives on Epic Store that are also going to be on, on Steam. yeah, like right. Metro Exodus Metro, yeah. went up on it. Mm 
Um, so they're kind of like shitting on Epic right now, which is pretty funny. Oh, yeah. But yeah, they've got the new Halo game, which yeah. looks – I mean, we saw a trailer. Yeah, we don't really know teaser what trailer type of yeah. – There's not really much information I mean, about it, but a new Halo on Xbox and, and, PC. and PC. Yeah. Where it's like not just a second thought. Mm-hmm. Or it's like made for competitive PC as well as Xbox. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. I really hope they also um, do something good with Forge because I always loved it, but I feel like they over they overcomplicated it. Mm. Yeah. Um. What else was there? We have um. Well, we have Elden Ring is a fantasy game that's actually has George R. R. Martin part of it. Instead is of is he like a writer on it? I don't even know. It just says like the dude and something? and. George R. R. Martin. Mm-hmm. So he must be writing it. I mean, he's not writing yeah. his books. I don't think he wrote the game. I think he might have helped with like or, world building, right. story, yeah, characters, things like that. that. Yeah. Kind of almost like a consultant for the mm-hmm. studio. Yeah. With their like main writer, who probably yeah. was the other guy whose name we don't know. <laughs> it's Mazayaki. Yeah. I probably did not get that right, but. Um, but that looked pretty cool as a fantasy game. Yeah, like a um, new IP fantasy game. Then there's also Fantasy Star Online 2, yeah. which a lot of people might not know. Um, but the first one was on Xbox. It's a free game. And it was actually – it's like a pretty cool um, Japanese um, RPG MMO uh, that was pretty fun. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check it out when it comes out. Hopefully it's still free. I think it is. Mm. I think the new one will be free. Um and then there was Crossfire X announced, and that yeah. that's like a... So it's new to the Americas to, yeah. game, so it's an FPS, so it's apparently Asia's favorite FPS. Like almost like Counter-Strike comparable yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess it... I don't I mean, we didn't get any gameplay, it was a trailer. No. So we don't really know how it looks. Um, then we also got State of Decay 2's new expansion on Heartland, yeah. which is apparently like really big. Yeah. With a totally new area. Yeah, and like story, like mm-hmm. two storylines kind of like supposed to intertwine. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And there's Forza Horizon 4, Lego edition basically, <laughs> like the Lego Speed Champions, um, which yeah. looked weird, but maybe kind of fun if I had Xbox Games Pass and didn't care about buying it. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Dying Light 2 was shown at, at the Microsoft mm-hmm. conference as well, um, and that looked pretty cool. Yeah. Dying Light 1 was a lot of fun, and I always liked their combat, so this is definitely going to be another cool game. Okay. They had Gears of War 5, which is going to be on PC. I guess mm-hmm. I could say most of these games are going to be on PC. Yeah, anything and... that's Xbox, I believe, is now also on PC. Okay. So uh, Gears of War 5 is going to have a new escape mode. Where it's not, like a horde. I, I don't know if they're gonna have horde, but it's different than horde. Where mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a like zombie sort of like escape, zombie get to next checkpoint sort of like a Left 4 Dead style. Where like the players um, get like ability to each like, like yeah, load out. I, I watched the video of it and I couldn't really get a full idea, but it seemed kind of like. It doesn't play like Left 4 Dead, no. but I think that the concept of the way you're going through a mission mm-hmm. and like making certain decisions, fighting mm-hmm. together, and there being like special enemies, yeah. and, and I think and, there's like a 
waypoints that you have to go yeah. to versus like in Horde is like bunker down, survive the waves. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it ends up being more interesting. Yeah. I uh, I think it was a quote by somebody who was part of the development team more on the creative side um, for Gears of War and they had said that the previous Gears was like super safe mm-hmm. and that they were like, uh, there was like an adjustment internally or something that they were doing and so they were just going with what was like very safe but this gears Mm -hmm. is supposed to be about like trying some new and different ideas so Mm -hmm. hopefully it'll bring some like new a new fresh kind of tone and feel to the gears games which i think they've been kind of having a difficult time last couple years i mean yeah i haven't played since like the third one Mm -hmm. uh but it looks like i'm gonna get something close to that again uh especially with like the combat that we would that we were looking at and even like with the trailer when they were like showing the first trailer it was like callbacks to the old like the original um um characters where mm-hmm. like i think like the main character i think she, it's a female but then she was like getting like vis- not like visions but she was like like Look like in the video, like she's going crazy, like shaking her head, mm-hmm. like hearing voices from the like like almost she's ones. like a insane yeah kind of person. yeah yeah where she's like kind of connected to the past mm-hmm. like um like Mason or something from yeah. uh, Call of Duty yeah. Black Ops yeah uh, but it's like Mason I mean, look, if they're trying what are the numbers new, looks good um and then there's also there's a whole bunch of other games there was. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, mm-hmm. which is a new Dragon Ball Z game. Mm-hmm. Lego Star Wars, Star uh, Skywalker Sega, mm-hmm. Psychonauts 2, which is going to be part of the Games Pass. Um, Wasteland 3, which is going to be set in Colorado. The new Flight Simulator, which looked amazing yeah. graphically I mean, I and realistically. Trailer, but... I mean, it wasn't like a cinematic trailer. It was all in engine. Yeah. That's what the game will look like yeah. when you play it. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, true. Um, and then there's the new Blair Witch game. Looks like it's based off of the movie. Yeah, it's like a horror game. Kind of looks cool, though. Yeah. A lot of horror games aren't set in the woods, and this game looked like it was more set in no, the woods. I mean, Slenderman. <laughs> Slenderman, yeah, but I mean like a real AAA I, like major mm, horror game title. Yeah. Um, they're usually like... They're like... In the woods, but it's like a town in the woods, and you're mm-hmm. mostly in like yeah, a small like town. Yeah, like Resident Evil. They, right. Right. You kind of went through outside. Or like Outlast Two was yeah. kind of in like a townish. Yeah. But this seems like full woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I honestly I find the woods to be very scary, like mm-hmm. setting. At night time, yeah, setting, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then there's also there's the new Minecraft dungeons, which yeah. is like Diablo. Yeah. In like Minecraft. they yeah. made Minecraft Diablo. Yeah. But it actually looked like fun. Yeah. I kind of want to play it. Like, it, weirdly enough, <laughs> you know, I, I think a lot of us have been dying for a new Diablo game because you know Blizzard wants to take fucking forever. Yeah, for some to, fucking reason. Supposed to be working on it. Yeah, well, they're probably gonna be too late. Yeah, Minecraft Dungeons is gonna eat up the whole market for yeah. ARPGs. I don't know. You have some dedicated Diablo <laughs> fans. Uh, hopefully, they learn. And they don't make a online marketplace that is like a black market for buying and selling legendary items and <laughs> shit like their uh, auction house was at launch. God. Yeah. Um, okay. We have Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Mm-hmm. 
which there was previous games of Ori, but I have not played them. But this one looks. I haven't played the first one either, mm. but I've seen like a lot of trailers yeah. and I've watched like some it, gameplay. Like it looks really, really cool. It's yeah. like a side. Um, how'd you explain it's it? It's a platformer. Platformer, yeah. But it, like the graphics look like like the things in the background very kind of coming out. Very fantastical. Like, very yeah. like strong colors. Yeah. With, like, you know, very light and uh, vibrant colors with very dark blacks yeah. as well. Yeah. The contrast looks, looks really, really cool. beautiful. Um, definitely one of the prettiest games, uh, especially if like just looking at indie. Oh, nice. Definitely standing out as one of the major indie games. Right. Um, and that's also going to be on the Games Pass. Mm-hmm. Actually, like to just to even talk about the Games Pass, I mean, so many games are going to be in the Games Pass, just even new ones that were announced at Microsoft's um, conference. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got, let me look at the full list here. We got um, Crossfire is going to be on there. The new Halo is going to be on there. Um, Gears of War 5 is on there. Um, the Psychonauts 2 is going to be on there. Um, Bleeding Edge, which is the, a brand new 4v4 mm. MOBA fighter Weird. brawler, yeah. like game made by the people who made Hellblade and uh, Devil May Cry. Yeah, Devil May Cry, the um, combat director. Yeah, which that's pretty cool. So uh, that that game, it's definitely one of those um, games that's like I definitely don't know if I'll like it till mm. I play it kind yeah. of thing, but. I think people are open-minded. We'll see. And the character designs look pretty cool. Some of them look <laughs> really metal, in my opinion. <laughs> it's not like a person who is like breathes fire yeah. out of their tongue. Yeah. And it's like some sort of like me- metal neck. Like yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, Minecraft Dungeons on there. Blair Witch is on there. The Flight Simulator is free on there. Well, I guess none of it's free because you have to pay ten dollars a month. But ten dollars a month. For all of that? Mm-hmm. Alone. Just that. Yeah, even I mean... If it was just that, even. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, you're adding all the games in that they've released up till now. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, um, it's only $5 for PC at right now. Because right they're yeah, doing like a beta yeah. where it's like only PC. You know, if you don't have an Xbox, you don't have to pay $15 a month. You right. can just get this version. Right. Um. But then they also have like the ten dollar version for Xbox. Xbox only, yeah. So there's the Xbox only is ten dollars a month. There's the PC only. It's ten dollars a month but right now. It's five dollars a month. Then they have X for Xbox and PC, and you get the gold Xbox Gold. That's right. fifteen dollars. It's almost actually if if you have an Xbox, there's really no reason to get the ten dollar a month version mm-hmm. because five dollars a month is $60 a year, right. which is the price of gold. Right. And so if you, you pay the $15 a month version you're, you and you don't buy gold, it's the exact same amount of money. Mm-hmm. So you're already paying $15 a month if you have the Xbox-only um, version of the pass. So um, I think it was it was very good, though. Microsoft's definitely going for this like choice sort of structure where they're allowing people to get in cheap yeah. and focusing more on their library of games um, and I think it's really cool. Uh, they also did the Cyberpunk 2077 with Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. Was in the Microsoft conference, which was crazy. Yeah. Um, and then the main two heavy hitters um, technologically for for Microsoft, Microsoft was Project Scarlet and Nextcloud for sure. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about Project Scarlet? Um, I own, don't know too much about it. I just know it's their next uh, console they have. 
coming out and i believe they said it's like four times as powerful I think, I think so i mean they they, they have said specifically that it could go up to 8k resolution yeah, exactly. so it's got to be stronger than my pc right. that i currently have and it's like the latest obviously like amd mm -hmm. they're gonna have amd in there it's processing and then there's gonna be like a ssd with virtual ram yeah. that you can like use to optimize the games and load speeds yeah honestly i mean it the difference between this console and the previous gen, I feel like we're about to just we're jumping mm -hmm. so far compared to previous generations. Like the technology step, it was like, oh, we went from 720 to 1080. Yeah. This is like, oh, we're going from 1080 to fucking 8K. <laughs> Yeah. It's not even like this is the Xbox, like, Scorpio or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This is their base console is going from 1080p to 8K. So this this is, like, the biggest step up in gaming. Like, now, when if this comes out next year, which is yeah, going to be coming out next year yeah. in um, the winter, mm. uh, it is going to be better than my PC. And my PC is probably like over two thousand dollars total at least yeah. when i bought it like three years ago or four years ago right so that's why i want to know what the price they're gonna have on this it, on top of it's gotta be it's, like 400 they can't they can't look the thing is oh right because you can still get x cloud so they may actually make it more money so right so what i, so I was gonna get at is mm -hmm. if the console is the same price like range as we have like each gen has done you know four hundred dollars whatever five hundred dollars but a lot of times the buying the sixty dollar games or whatever this like all like kind of subsidizes that because you're buying it their games and it goes to them so because they're kind of losing out on money on the console they're buying mm -hmm. you're buying the console and you're buying into buying only their games right but now when you're doing that and you're buying you're paying for like um uh, even the games pass right then you're just gonna you're paying ten dollars a month, and now you get all these games. You know, I don't think that adds up to the same amount that you know people buy. You know, pay for, unless the maybe that math is maybe it's even more than. Sure, so you're saying like selling these consoles at like a pretty steeper loss than mm -hmm. in previous generations, yeah. so that they can try to sell the games past an X Cloud. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this console is more similarly priced to the Xbox One S, mm. which is the 4K Xbox. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more in that price range because I think what they're going to do is they're going to be like, hey, if you can't afford this crazy console that we're releasing that can give you 8K resolution, mm. you could just spend the um, – I believe it's going to be – is it fourteen ninety nine for X Clouds um, full yeah, version? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think so they so. might just be like, "Hey, go and use X Cloud then. Pay, spend fifteen dollars a month, and you can get a streamed version of this really powerful console, essentially." Yeah. But if you don't, and you actually, so this is pretty cool. You can actually have free. No, no. Now that I'm remembering, I think it's cheaper. I think it's nine ninety nine for X Cloud. I'm not sure. But I do know that the, the there's a cheaper version of xCloud, which is free, but you have to own the console. Mm -hmm. So if you own the console, you can actually turn the console into an xCloud server. Uh -huh. So you can, let's say, you know, you wanted to play Forza on your smartphone, 
but you have to leave the house. Um, so you turn on your Xbox, you put it into xCloud mode, and now you can play anywhere yeah. that's connected to the internet. And it's basically the server that you would have been running on if you were to be paying the service, the full service. Gotcha. So if you pay the big upfront cost, you still get essentially free xCloud. Mm. So it's either you pay the monthly fee for a not free xCloud or you buy the console and you get to use the console and get super low latency mm. and really good feedback and yeah. none of the issues that come with streaming. Um, and you can also get the streaming for free. Mm. But you just have to pay like $500, $600 up front or something. Yeah. Which I think is a good model. Because that's what kind of what Stadia is trying to do. And that's yeah. the only competition. So they're matching the value of Stadia with a bigger um, catalog of games. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, hey, if you don't want to pay for it and you still want to go with the old style of buying a console, go ahead. And now you get to turn it into a server and you don't have to pay for xCloud. So I think it's really cool. And I definitely want to get the next the next gen Xbox because I I got the one but I didn't use it as much. See, I'm more looking at like all these games passes because I like I unless I can actually legitimately play like a, a video game on my Chromebook and it be hosted somewhere, then I'm just gonna play on my PC. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of what I'm looking at. I don't want to have to. You know, get a console, then host it on there. I don't know. I feel like just, you know, paying for the access. Because then you can also buy in on the access whenever you like. Right. You so know? it's like Halo just came out. You want to play Halo? Yeah. And spend then, $15 a month for xCloud. Yeah. Another $10 a month for um, pass. For the pass. Right. And so it's $25. You're only going to play it for a month. So now it's only $25 for Halo. Yeah. Versus $60 for Halo. Yeah. Um, as long as you don't forget to cancel your subscription. (laughs) Which I bet they'll make it hard to, is Xbox has done that Mm -hmm. with their gold. I hope that they don't, um, because I think that's kind of anti-consumer and would go against the feed, like, the way that I think they're trying to present themselves. I I don't know if they've changed it since, but it was impossible to cancel your subscriptions to to their gold services. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's pretty much it for Microsoft. Overall, I felt like because Microsoft came out after Google, too... Like, they really overshadowed Google Stadia versus xCloud. Oh, yeah. another really cool thing, too, um, and another reason why I think Microsoft kind of won this generation already. Mm-hmm. Not only, like, they, they were the first one out of the gates with their new console versus Sony, which only is effective if Sony matches them or is worse than them. But if Sony somehow is it ends up having a better, like, uh, mm-hmm. launch or um, right. uh, reveal of their console. Or if the console is better. I don't yeah. know how that's possible. Um, if their console is better, it actually would be at the disadvantage of, of Microsoft to have gone first. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to be at, like, worst case scenario for Xbox, they're going to be dead even. They're always yeah. dead even. Yeah. Um, that usually comes down to exclusivities. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> Microsoft actually is, is going to be hosting, through Microsoft Azure, mm. Sony's cloud infrastructure yeah so you know it's way they're benefiting (laughs) you know yeah so they're benefiting off of sony's success now Mm -hmm. which means that they win even if sony wins so i don't know how they lose anymore 
Um, so I think Microsoft definitely gets like the. I'll, I'll give them a nine out of ten on their conference. They didn't. I don't yeah. think they reached full ten out of ten. No. But definitely so. some really cool shit. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think um, I'm with you on that. Um, I'll probably give them a nine because it's a lot of like as like playing on PC. Them giving like like moving towards like allowing games on there, making games on PC, and then having their pass on there, it's just like, way better. And then coming out with um, gears that was always just for Xbox and mm-hmm. Halo's always just for Xbox, and now that's on PC. They're definitely like one of the most consumer friendly companies comparatively right, right in, now. In, yeah, in the gaming industry. The other one that I like a lot is is uh, Ubisoft. I think they're usually pretty um, consumer yeah. friendly as well. Um, but Microsoft, since Phil Spencer took over, has been doing great with their decisions. It's I'm it, I'm very impressed. Uh, they even got I remember I don't know if it was last E3 or if it was um, I forget exactly which event. I think it was actually last mm. E3. They mentioned that they were buying all these independent developers, um, some indie developers, and then like major game studios that they were adding to their team. Yeah. And uh, there was also the the one one thing that they didn't actually talk about at E3, but was also leaked right before E3, is that they're coming out with Fable Four. Oh yeah. So yeah. they're just they're coming out with so many new games. The Games Pass. I just I'm impressed. It's definitely the biggest bang for your buck. At least as far as we can tell so far. Oh, yeah, definitely. So next up, Eddie, for the, on the E3 conferences was Bethesda. Reeling from this Fallout 76 Fallout. Yeah. <laughs> um, they came out, and they and I guess because of the people that were there, there were still people like cheering them on mm-hmm. or whatever for whatever they're saying. But basically, they were just saving face with the new update, in my opinion. Uh, they came out with a new battle royale, a mode. Yeah. And they're probably just okay. trying to keep the game alive, partly yeah. now. Well, that, I think that's, and they also came out with a new update. And I think I, I actually kind of like how they did this. And it's they're putting and human NPCs in the game, and they're going with the fact that, you know, uh, Vault seventy six was the first vault. Everybody left that vault. There's nobody else around. You have to rebuild. But then at, over time, there's a certain point in time where you'll attract other people from somewhere else thinking that they were the only ones. So now you have human NPCs coming from elsewhere or whatever to ha- help rebuild once like that infrastructure is kind of set based on the players. Yeah. So I kind of like that story kind of telling in with this. And I'm not... I can't tell if it was deliberate or not, but I want to believe that they didn't like keep human NPCs out of it to make the game bad. I think they were doing it so they can release human NPCs. It makes sense for the story. Like they probably just suffered. They didn't expect it to be that bad without these NPCs. Yeah. And then it happened they're like, "Okay, we really need to get it." They might have done it sooner than than later. It's definitely one of the new strategies of AAA lately where they're treating their games almost as if they're early access titles. Mm. And it's very odd because you've got like um, Sea of Thieves that came out and that was like, you know, the the joke was uh, as wide as an ocean, as deep as a puddle. Yeah. Um, and there was, there's games like uh, No Man's Sky yeah. and then there's... But I don't know if Fallout I mean, was 
It definitely like that. Maybe like a couple, like a month or so. Like there was updates that they screwed the hell up, right? Oh yeah, and without that, but this is even like the main Bethesda team. This is like a team that they kind of acquired mm. recently and has been set to do Fallout. And I think the strategy behind it was always to just get a minimum viable product out to people. They took like probably no more than a year of development to make Fallout 76. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a year to two years max. Okay. Or even if it was like longer than a year, yeah. it was more that they got their shit together in the last year, like Anthem. You know, it's like they, they actually made the game in a year essentially because they didn't really know what they were doing the whole fucking time. Yeah. Um, and they made a minimum viable product and they're like, okay, we'll put this out and then we'll spend the next five years mm. adding shit to yeah. it. And at some point it'll be good. Okay. Because they know that the next Fallout game wasn't going to come out for another, yeah. like, 12 years. Yeah. Because they've got Starfield, mm. and then they've got Test 6, and then they would come out with another Fallout. So we've still got, like, I think next year is going to be Starfield, and then the year after – or sorry, then, I like, think, three years after that yeah. we'll probably see, or four years, or even mm. five years after that we might see Test 6. Um because the, the last game yeah. they made was Fallout 4, and Fallout 4 was 2016 or 15? Mm, I'm not sure. But I think they're, um, they're, they're, I think this whole, like, new update and new game mode, and this week, you know, for one week from when, you know, they now, you know, they had a conference, it is free to play. So I think what they're trying to do is, yeah, revamp the players so yeah. that, Anybody that has the game, now that it's free, they'll get their, their friends to go on and play. And then they, if they realize it actually was fixed with the human NPCs or it's better, they'll stick around. And then they'll convince their friends to buy it. Or if the Battle Royale is good enough for the people that like Battle Royale, they'll stick around. Or $60 is too big of a buy-in price. It's not now. $60. Also, it's half off. Like Yeah, of course it is because they but, have to screw up no, no, everybody. But for like a month, a month after, it was like $40. There's it's, no way right. this game has gone back and up to, I mean, gone back up to $60. Battlefield 5 was like over 50% off like a week after it released too. Yeah, but there's no way this game is up back up to $60. There's no way they brought it back up. It has to be at $40. I mean, it better not be $60 ever again. It's not even close to worth $60. Like, the thing is, is I don't mind this strategy at all. If it's of, free. like. Not even I don't even need it to be free. Just make it like twenty bucks. Like I'll buy Fallout seventy six for twenty bucks, and no one would have been as upset if mm. it was a twenty dollar game. Yeah. Because like it was, I was roughly worth twenty dollars. Maybe you could argue, and then they're gonna continue to support it, and they have microtransactions in it. You don't need to make mm. us upfront pay sixty dollars for this game. Yeah, I think, and a lot of us fell for it. I think they're also coming off of the transition that we're getting in the with these the industry that mm-hmm. is going from like the sixty dollar buy in on games and that they were like completed, and with the games as a service or free games, then it, you know you pay. I think they're caught like in the middle. That's kind of what happened with, in my opinion, with Battlefront too. I think that's what happened mm-hmm. with these guys. I think that this transition they tried to capture like oh we can get that up from money and just like do this thing because we're basically right. basing our game off of other games that updated later but that obviously doesn't work like you need one or the other i think these companies learning. really loved the upfront purchase they oh. always loved it because they would just get this big fat influx of cash oh, yeah. right away when they released a game yeah and, and it was just like like that immediate gratification yeah, yeah. 
So they're like, well, we don't want to give up the security that comes with an upfront cost, but we want the longevity of monetization with the form of, of um, microtransactions. But the thing is, and, and, and you said it, you know, they're caught between free or $60, but you know what's in between free and $60? $30? Yeah. <laughs> like why, why are none of these AAA games giving themselves reduced prices that are an easier entry point for players? Maybe not $0 because they don't want to make it free and have that huge of a risk, but they can take a hit, mm-hmm. make it $20, like you know PUBG or something with $20. Yeah. And most people are pretty okay with spending $20. Yeah. Um, but other than just Fallout 76 update, uh, we had the new Doom Eternal, which looked yeah, pretty cool. Really cool. Uh, some of the same gameplay, a little new gameplay with some HUD and, yeah. and like, showing other stuff. I mean, it looks cool. It looks like still more... Still Doom. Yeah, still <laughs> Doom, still really good and metal. So, uh-huh. so yeah. New Elder Scrolls Online update that they wanted to tout more. Yeah. Then there was yeah. uh, there was a couple interesting new games. There was Deathloop, yeah. which is like I can't made tell. by Dishonored. I guess it's uh, yeah. Arcane Studios. Yeah. yeah, where it's like two characters. We don't know their yeah, protagonists like or whatever. Fighting. Yeah, and they're like fighting each other. So like, oh, we got to get out of this. This is the only way out mm-hmm. by killing each other. Yeah, one's like the cool. pessimist. One's the optimist. Yeah. They're kind of like foils of each other. Yeah. Um, looks pretty cool and then there was Ghostwire Tokyo which gave me like a Bleach vibe if anyone's mm. watched Bleach oh yeah, yeah where it's like these monsters you can't see and like you're, you're making you're people disappear them. yeah you gotta figure mm-hmm. out what's going on and then and you're fighting them but you're the only one that can solve it and know what's happening and it, it's kind of eerie but it looks really cool. yeah and then uh, the more on Wolfenstein Youngblood yeah, Youngblood yeah just a little more of like their twins where the fathers like suck Wherever, and then they have to go on the mission to go kill more Nazis. It looks like it's a little bit less... Like I know the previous games, I felt were a little more stealth-focused to some extent. Yeah. If you wanted yeah. to play on the highest difficulty, mm-hmm. you almost had to play stealthy. I think there's still kind of a bit in there. There's probably a bit of stealth in there, but it definitely seemed that they were... like Because there's two people and yeah. you're with each other, you can be a little bit more like balls to the wall, like right, guns yeah, are blazing. You're, you're, you're able to, yeah. Um, firepower, I guess. One thing that Bethesda announced is, uh, it's called Orion. And yeah, this was their cool, like, tech Yeah, so this showing. is their tech showing, yeah. This is, like, a tool that it's implemented in, I guess, the engine level that's to make streaming better of the games that mm-hmm. are using it. So that it's, it's, like, 40% less... Yeah, um, like, latency. Latency, yeah, yeah bandwidth. Yeah, bandwidth and, and less latency so that it's the streaming mm-hmm. games get better. Yeah, and I think it's um it's also meant for gamers to like let's say you maybe don't have the best computer but you mm. want to stream mm. and your graphics card and like your your hardware is getting taxed super hard or your internet or I guess it's it's not the hardware rather it's more like the internet so if you if you don't have good internet or your and my family's using up your internet yeah <laughs> watching too much Netflix oh, or something yeah. um then you can this will essentially make it so that the games that you stream use up less of those resources and therefore allowing you to stream better so it sounds like it's something they're going to license out to developers and people are going to have to pay for so definitely cool um is an interesting strategy on on uh 
Not Bethesda, Bethesda. but I guess it's Zenimax. I, mm. They're kind of the same thing. But yeah, I guess Bethesda's um, on the Bethesda side trying to get some tech out there that people are going to buy. And then we had Devolvers. Yeah, they did a conference. I didn't watch the conference. I don't know if they did anything ridiculous like they sometimes do. Yeah, I missed the, the actual conference itself. Uh, I didn't hear anything, though. So I'm assuming that they didn't go crazy. Mm. Um, but they did have some like cool indie games that they that they released. Yeah. They're my friend Pedro, which is the side... It's like some crazy side like shooting, shooting shooter yeah. type. Like where you could do flips and yeah, like, like shoot go, over cover. Yeah, and, exactly, yeah. It's supposed to be very... Um, kind of hectic. Yeah. Sort of, I don't um, even know how to describe it. It's like uh, like like parkour shooting. Yeah. Almost. It's like one of those old Flash games that you would like... Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. Or like one of the stick fighter animations yeah, exactly. almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that looked pretty cool. And then there was um, Enter the Gungeons, like, arcade game. It's an game. actual arcade game that's coming to some arcades. Yeah, it's like Rise of the of the Gun Dead or something. Yeah. Um, and it's actually like you, you have, like, a physical gun, like yeah, a pistol. Yeah, arcade game. Yeah, gun that's you like, like one of those. the screen, yeah. Um, and then they also had, like, a bootleg version of all of their games for $5, yeah, which was I'm, pretty funny. Yeah. Just go and it's on Steam and just get, like, all of the... Like, you get, for example, Enter the Gun Dungeon, or there was, like, Miami... There was like oh, a, Hotline Milwaukee. Hotline, yeah, Hotline Milwaukee. It's, like, a bunch of their games just, like, remade as crappier versions of them, yeah. but in, like, a funny way. Yeah. Um, which is definitely very Devolver. Oh, yeah. Make fun of them, so it's really cool. Um, and then there's the PC Gaming Show. Yeah. Terraria is finally coming to an end. Well, yeah, you can say that. There's like the last major update, so I guess it's like done with support. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that the team behind Terraria probably wants to make another game <laughs> at some point. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> so, they'll probably do like maybe some like bug updates yeah. and like really really light updating following well, I mean, this. Pro- but yeah, it's exactly. called Journey's following. End. Yeah. It's Terraria's yeah. Journey's End. Yeah. So ho- hopefully it's the last one. Not that I don't like Terraria. I love Terraria, but, you know, I feel bad for these developers. You probably want to move on. Make us another really good game. Mm-hmm. And Terraria's got so much content in it already. Yeah. Plus there's a lot of mods uh, support for that game. Yeah. And there's Vermintide 2 versus. Yeah, they're coming out with, like, the Left 4 Dead almost versus, versus, versus mode. Oh, so you, like, play as the like, monsters, yeah. right? Yeah. So in, okay. in Vermintide, there's, like, the special creatures, just like there was in Left 4 Dead. Yeah, They're yeah. very similar. Yeah. Um, and now people can play as them versus you. Right. As, like, the, the normal um, heroes. Right. Um, but that, that looks pretty cool. Definitely going to add, like, another layer to Vermintide 2. Yeah. There was definitely a lot of other PC game show games that we yeah. didn't really cover just because yeah. a lot of, like of indie VR titles. VR. I don't know if VR There's had a VR show. show. Okay. Yeah. And they had a lot of new stuff there. Um, like... I don't really know a lot of these games, though. I t- quickly took a look at – we both mm. quickly took a look yeah. at a lot of them. But um, it's hard to remember when there's like mm. 20 games, oh, new yeah. indie games that are all coming out. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there was uh, – following – the PC gaming show, there was the Ubisoft show. Mm-hmm. And this one was definitely 
it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, they had, like, they weren't just showing, like, more updates. They were actually mm-hmm. had some more new games. Um, yeah, so they had some weird new ones, like Gods and Monsters, which, how did you describe so it? So I described it sort of like a, um, like a God of War, but like more animated and mm-hmm. like not Cartoon-y. hack and slash as much. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, there's gods and, and, you know. Monsters. Gods and monsters. Yeah. But, and you're just like, <laughs> you, you're like the Kratos to these gods where like, they're mm-hmm. like, you're kind of interacting and they're like. You're doing kind of their bidding. You need they're you're helping them like defeat these monsters and stuff like that. And then there was like a rollerblading game called yeah, Roller, Roller Champions. Champions. We'll see how that goes. I mean, Ubisoft did do Steep, which was like skiing oh, the yeah. game. Yeah. Um. So it's not surprising that they're going for like rollerblading the game. Yeah. Well, don't they have Just Dance too? So like, I mean, Just but Just Dance. Dance that's uh, dancing games have been around since like arcades, man. Like. Dancing games have a massive market, but rollerblading, I don't know. Lots of people like dancing, not a lot of people into rollerblading. I, I mean, I guess so. I mean, when you have other, like, sports, you want to call this a sport. I, I, it could be cool, though. And I think that, you know, they did a good job with Steep, so I'm not super scared for, for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, they had, like, the brand new Rainbow Six Quarantine, yeah. which I thought was pretty darn cool. I've got good hopes for for quarantine, partly because it seemed the way that that the vibe I got from it was that it was very much a passion project where when they had created the original quarantine – what was it called? Was it called quarantine for um, For, Siege? It was called Hazard or – Hazard. I thought it was quarantine. Maybe not. Um, Either way, it kind of was – it's like an idea that spawned off of that, and it sounded like you know people at the the Ubisoft went and like went to bat to have this game created because they thought they had this great idea. Yeah. Um, but it's it's definitely a concept I don't think we've seen as popularized in gaming. It they said it was uh, essentially that you're you're three person co op mm-hmm. and you go on these missions and. If you die, you die permanently. It's like your progress is reset. Yeah. It could be like character progress and there might be like multiple characters that you have. Yeah, but you need to have like – and then you just make a new character like after that. Yeah. Because you can't run out of characters. What's the point of having the game? Well, I think if if you run out of characters, you just make another brand new character. Okay. So like you can like level up different characters. Okay. Um, but another game that I, it kind of reminds me of, and this is like an indie title, but there was a game that, um, is essentially, uh, you go into space and you're like a Marine and you have to, it's like a randomly generated dungeon and you have to find all these data cores and then shut down the coolant system and then find your way back to the airlock all while these aliens are like breaking in and you know ripping the walls open and destroying doors and trying to kill you and shit yeah and so it kind of feels almost like that where like if you complete the mission you get to keep your character and move them on to the next mission but if you lose them on the mission you actually lose them as if they died yeah you can't use them anymore so 
I'm really, really into that idea. I've always been like, a, like when I played Diablo um, three, I yeah. only played hardcore characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was so much more fun. So I love hardcore. So I'm definitely into that. And then we have the new Ghost Recon Breakpoint. And that's like the new. There's new characters with that, right? Yeah, well, yeah. New map, it's, just it's like new map. Yes. So the premise is uh, the bad guys, I guess. That's what the main guys played by John Branthal, which is um, the Punisher mm-hmm. in the Marvel series, which is <laughs> badass. But um, the, he was he and like the guys you're fighting were are former ghosts. So the so you're basically fighting against an army of yourself in the sense that it's like fully equipped it's not like you're like fighting just some bad guy militia or something mm-hmm. some like not really as trained as you guys but you're fighting the best that you were and it... i think i thought you said rainbow six siege the new oh. the new update for it by accident which is why i said like new operators new map oh um but no, no I yeah i realized you're talking about breakpoint point. when you mentioned john bernthal I was like, oh, oh okay, my bad. I mean, this new guy, it is. <laughs> that is something that's new too, but it's it's not as big of a deal no. as like the new games. Um, but Breakpoint did look pretty cool too. Yeah. If it's anything like, I like, I really liked Wildlands, and it kind of it's like it just looks like that, but you're just fighting ghosts, mm-hmm. like in out in the wild, you know, out in the woods and other scenarios. I think that's still co-op, and I was afraid that it you would not be able to play single player. But they have AI like um, player like okay. just like in so the previous ones. Yes, gotcha. So that's good. Thank God. There's also a new Watch Dogs, which seems to kind of be derailing off of the the formula of the previous two games. Yeah, and kind of going with this like weird style of of. of Essentially, not having a main character yeah. and being like this big giant group of people. Yeah, like a resistance. Yeah, like a resistance. So you you go out and you recruit people part of the resistance with like different skills. It could be anybody from the sh- on the street, and like if you need to like somebody that that can hack into computers or get into like whatever building, somebody that can take care of drones. Because in this in this version of London, it's like very uh, taken over by the government, like lockdown, mm-hmm. like drones everywhere, it's like police. Post Brexit. Like, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, basically. Like a apocalyptic, or not apocalyptic, it, but dystopian. Just like dystopian, like th- super authoritarian, mm-hmm. like everywhere. So you're recru- recruiting for the resistance, and you just recruit different, you know, people in different missions, and if. You're, and you take control of them. So it's not you're just picking them to be part of your team. You change their to their body and you go control them. And if you're doing something, you're in a gunfight or whatever, and you die as that person, That's they're dead in that game. That's it. Mm-hmm. They get permanent death. And then you move on to the next person. You keep recruiting to build your army. So, it's definitely kind of cool. I, I always liked games that were in that style. One that comes off the top of my head, it was uh, State of Decay. Where you had like all the different characters that you could follow and you can recruit, and if one of them died, I remember there was times where characters that I'd been working on for a real long time, mm-hmm. and you go out on a mission to get some some um, resources for the for the camp, and you know 
uh, I forget what they're called, like the the really fast zombies that could like jump on top of you. Um, and I remember dying to one of those, and it's just like, oof, like when you lose a really good character and they die, it definitely um, you feel it. Yeah. It, but it adds that like that element. It may seem like a negative thing, but in essence, it actually just makes you care right. a lot more about each of those characters just because mm-hmm. they are mortal. Right. Almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, there was like the update for For Honor. Yeah. And then there was Uplay Plus, yeah. which uh, is just another subscription service, $15 a month for mm-hmm. all the Uplay games, yeah. which. Uh, I mean, I feel like Ubisoft is like, I think we just said this is one of the weaker um, subscription lineups just because it's very games as a service focused. Yeah, so they focus on less games, more content within each of the game, yeah. to say. I, I guess I would like to see how, like, Siege would work. Like, you paying and then you get all of the operators, you just get, like, the You better base. get some good stuff with it. You just get, like, the base operators. Hmm. They gotta give you, like, the full game. Yeah, and, but and like no, with all the operators, it, like the sixty dollar version or whatever, like whatever the most expensive entry version is. Okay, but it's still an entry least. version. It wouldn't yeah. be like the DLC ones, so it's like whatever the original, like when you get like yeah. Like, do you operators. have to pay for DLC then? I don't know. Yeah, and then like you're gonna lose out from paying for it. We'll see what what they end up doing, but overall, I think Ubisoft was also. Sort of middle of the road in terms of how good their showing was. I'd yeah. say like a little better than EA. Yeah. So maybe like, a, like a, seven. Six and a half, seven. Mm, yeah. Seven. Six and a half. I actually think we missed <laughs> um we missed uh, giving Bethesda one. Oh. But I I honestly think Bethesda. I'm gonna give them the same thing as Ubisoft probably like a seven. Yeah. New tech they got cool, the yeah they got games. new really cool games. Um, Doom Eternal is good. They trying to. Working towards fixing Fallout, which is progress. Mm-hmm. The next one is Square Enix, which overall had a pretty weak showing. Yeah. I mean, they I mean, got two Final Fantasy remakes. We which got a remake, like, Final Fantasy VII remake, Final Fantasy VIII remaster. Right, I guess there's a difference, and, but... Yeah, well, because the remake, they're actually going to change things in it. Right. And then the way the combat is versus a remaster, making it look better. Yeah. Bring it to another console, I don't... You know, uh, then they also had Avengers. They're, I think it's A-Day is what they call it. And <laughs> there's, mi- there's like, pretty... Nah, I wouldn't say totally negative, but, like, because it's, like, set and it looks like the cinematic universe Avengers, the faces and heads don't look the same yeah, I heard. really that close. So then people are like, oh, this looks horrible. But honestly, it doesn't. If you if you want to do have if you thought it was gonna be exactly the same, yeah, you're gonna be disappointed. But it doesn't look like shit. It doesn't look like mm-hmm. they screwed up a face or made the the animation or made a bad face. They just didn't do that face. Yeah, they didn't like copy. Yeah. Um, like Robert Downey Jr.'s face right. straight up. Or like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, exactly. So. They went for like their own versions, mm-hmm. but are still very yeah. similar to yeah. the the cinematic universe. Yeah. So I think people are just kind of criticizing the more. The fact that they were like ninety percent of the way there, yeah. but not a hundred percent of the way there. Yeah. But I don't think they ever meant to be. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, and then there was um, Outriders, and there's Battalion in nineteen forty four, which is like a new kind of boots on the ground old style shooter, yeah. and then just like the Life is Strange two game, which yeah. if you're into that type of game, you'll probably be excited. But yeah. um, I feel like the audience for like those, uh, 
I guess you could call it in in the most condescending way would be a walking simulator game. Uh huh. Yeah. I've always find that like the funnest description for those types of games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where you just like make choices, walk around places, listen to dialogue. Yeah. Um, not that it's bad. Right. It's just it's more like an interactive movie. Yeah. Than it is like a game. Yeah, heavy storytelling more so mm-hmm. than action. Um, but overall, Square Enix definitely one of the weakest. Probably not as bad as Google, so maybe like a four? Yeah, four. Not quite average, but four. And then the last one is Nintendo. Oh, yeah. So we're getting a new Marvel Ultimate Alliance, this mm-hmm. third one, and it it looks like the Marvel Alliance, we, like one, the ones we've had before, except I think because it's going to switch... Like going to sw- the Switch, it looks more cartoony than um, the previous ones, than I'm hoping for. But it, I mean, if the gameplay is still the same, then it looks good. I never played the other two. They're really fun. What's the genre? Um, well, it's like an action, like it's like action adventure. Yeah, but you get to pick characters, so you get to pick a team. And you swap around within the team. Okay. So it's... I don't know what genre it comes... Like, what, like... I would say Lego... You know, Lego games, when you have, like, three characters, you can pop around between them and do uh-huh. stuff, and you can fight. But that... Obviously, there's not, like, building and shit. But, like, that kind of... Gotcha. Like, like mechanic is there. Okay. So you, but you can play co-op, so you just... You know, and, like, even somebody in else co-op, you can swap around. Yeah. And That's so, cool. So yeah. Um, and you can, like, pick your team for, like, the different yeah, missions. Yeah, you unlock them. Do. Yeah, and each, yeah, you do each mission, like, that you're doing. There's a whole story, but each, like, mission has its own, like, thing before you go into, like, the next mm-hmm. chapter, in a sense. And then you get to, like, pick the team. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Because it kind of changes depending on the scenario. Like, your teams will change because the characters will actually, like, pick sides. Yeah, and then some other some other new mm-hmm. um, kind of like quick titles. They're coming out with uh, Mario Maker Two, following the first one. Yeah. Um, Luigi's Mansion's Three, getting the third yeah. game. Obviously, this new Pokemon Sword and Shield, which yeah. is just kind of like stepping up to that next gen level mm-hmm. of Pokemon, where there's yeah. like a lot more walking around. Yeah, and like more higher look. graphics. Yeah, yeah, the increased graphics. Um. But, like, the main, at least what I think are, like, the, the really cool things were, were that Fall, or sorry, Fire Emblem was coming out with its own brand new game. Yeah. That's going to be the first, like, Fire Emblem made for Switch. Mm. Um, and it's called um, Three Houses. And it looks, like, really cool. It's a big step up for, for people who've played... It looks uh, like... Who've played Fire Emblem. Mm. I, I've been playing Fire Emblem for, for a while since, I think... Uh, Sacred Stones. Mm. I don't know if it has been before, but it looks like really open world. Yeah. Type. The the last one was, you can kind of see what they're doing with this one if you've played the previous mm. games. Um, like they've had like community areas where you can like walk around and and interact. Um, you having your main character interact with those other characters but now it's even bigger and it's like Uh, an entire compound where you can go to everyone's rooms yeah and it's definitely taking like a big step up so i think it's gonna be really cool Cool. um and then the other one 
was the new Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Link's... Right? No, the, oh, the, oh, the sequel to the Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. That's what you mean. Uh, I mean, that's that's another huge one. And I think it's, it's kind of interesting, too, is that with the first Breath of the Wild, um, they ended up, like, delaying it quite a bit before it was finally released. Um, was it worth it? Yeah, I think everyone agreed it was worth it. But... Now that they it's, – it's something that's true with pretty much all sequels, which is uh, an interesting thing within the gaming industry is that when they make the first of a game, usually they have to build the engine. They have to make all the textures. They have to make all the models. They have to do all of this work up front yeah. to make like that minimum viable product. And then once they finally release it and now they go to make a sequel, they've already – completed the entire engine they already have like half the assets of the game from making the first Mm -hmm. one that they can reuse because you know if there's even one similar enemy it's going to be in both games um and all the weapons and all the like you can basically reuse a ton of those assets so it's it's coming out a lot quicker than it took for the first breath of the wild to come out i know a lot of nintendo fans specifically uh zelda fans were pretty desperate waiting for that one um and then there's like some small stuff like the new smash brothers characters mm-hmm. we have there's i think it's two it's like smash packs so there's the next one coming out is the drag is dragon quest hero and then the one after that is gonna have banjo kazooie as both of them as a you know obviously playable characters mm-hmm. by new fighters and then the other um, cool thing that they're coming out with is the new Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, right, right, which is like yeah. a remake yeah. of the original Link's Awakening. It's pretty different. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but that should satiate the Zelda fans until the sequel comes out. Oh, yeah. um, but that's pretty much it for Nintendo as well. Yeah. They didn't have any really revolutionary stuff, just some, mm-hmm. like, some sequels. Yeah. So they also kind of got maybe like a five. I would give them like five, yeah. I, mean, um, I think to, to a lot of people, Breath of the Wild sequel. It's kind of big, right? Yeah. And it seems like Fire Emblem is kind of a big thing, too. It's a lot of really big... Steps? Big, like, sequel steps. Yeah. But at the same time, Nintendo's never been big on new IPs. They no. kind of just remake and remake and remake and new game, new game, new game, sequel, sequel, sequel. Like, how many Mario games are there? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, then they go and make, um... That... What's the newest Mario game that they made? Mario Maker? Mario Um, Odyssey? Odyssey, yeah. Odyssey was pretty cool. Different style. But other than that, I mean, like, the... the, There were some honorable mentions. Yeah. Across the whole show. Just like, uh, you know, games that didn't really Mm -hmm. have their own... Panels or conferences. Well, considering that Sony was absent. Stupid move on Sony's part. Could be, maybe not. Hopefully not. We'll see, yeah. And usually they host. They're the ones that have Call of Duty because they're usually exclusive on there. So we didn't really see any, like, showing of of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which is a remake of Modern Warfare. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a remaster, and it's not like a reboot. I think... In a sense, it's a reboot. They're not continuing the story. They're going to remake the story from the original. I don't they're like that they're doing that. Because it feels like it, it devoids 
all the previous games. Um, it like I relegates don't... them to like non-canon almost by by going and yeah. being like, hey, you know, instead of continuing the story that you all loved and gave praise to no. for the last you know three games, because no people really like Modern Warfare ones and Modern Warfare 2's storylines, and I mean I think that they could have just continued in that universe. Mm-hmm. Rather than being like, hey, we're going to throw that universe in the garbage and remake mm-hmm. it in a different way. because was Were any of the other Call of Duty's continuations of Modern Warfare? Like, in, like there's Advanced Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3 were yeah, but, all in the same but, universe. But was Advanced Warfare in there? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Because I feel like after like a certain point, we've just tainted the series. Right. Because like, at that point, it's just they're just mixing shit up. So I, I think, think that just bringing it back to... is. I think look, bringing it back is a good thing. I mean, I think they... bringing it back is fine, and you can call it like modern warfare, because ultimately COD Four is COD Four, not mm. COD Modern Warfare. Mm. So going and being like, "Hey, we're making COD Modern Warfare," and we're like taking things back to that period of like you know the the way that we designed mm. those games is fine. It's just that when you're like. Oh hey, you know the story that this other guy made before me. You know this other. I'm sure that there's the, the person who wrote the stories mm-hmm. for Modern Warfare might not be the same person who's writing the right. story for this Modern Warfare. He, they're just like, yeah, you know, it's almost like starting a new Marvel Cinematic Universe right after this one just concluded, with all new characters. And then just being like, yeah, don't worry about that old universe. Nah, next universe. You know, it's next universe because it makes us more money. No, I don't know. I, I don't feel like that. Also, there's going to be the, some of the same characters in there from the, the mm-hmm. original. So it's going to be... I mean, it's not, like a, it's not like that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I probably won't even buy the game or play I mean, it. So I, think that the main, I just don't like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. I think the main sense. point of this is, uh, in the new game, this is going to be cross-platform. So I think that... Why? <laughs> why not? That's a good thing. Shooters aren't good cross-platform. Look, I think because if you play on smart. console, you're at a disadvantage to PC players, so it's not a big priority unless it's like Fortnite, where it doesn't really matter, or like. I think know, in it. I think no. I think um, game makers are now catching up with the fact that people don't want to buy a whole console just to play with their friend. Okay. No, they're, I think they're, they're, they I'm not saying not to market. include it, but I just don't see it as like a marketing think, selling point. I think there are more people. I think it kind of is a selling point. I think it's going to get way more people to buy it than would have. Because I know, you know, there's every group of friends has at least one person that doesn't have that same console. Mm-hmm. And now they wouldn't have bought that game at all, but now they will. No, it definitely helps sell the games. Um, I'm just looking at it more from like a gameplay perspective. Like it doesn't add anything like much to the game other than right, unbalancing multiplayer a bit yeah but you'll be matched fine unless you join somebody of a different platform mm-hmm. That's yeah it. i think that would be probably how it works um I, I honestly i love crossplay i'm not shitting on crossplay i just don't i don't really care for it in shooters specifically it's like the only place i don't really care for it because i it doesn't it doesn't have any interest to me because i don't like the idea i've tried it with fortnite where i played with my friend and it just it ultimately was just a handicap that made you higher chance of losing games and doing poorly because it would bring the console player into the PC version. Yeah. And so, 
um, it can be difficult to balance that. So I've never been like big on 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 cloud or on um, crossplay for shooters. But that's that's the mm-hmm. only thing. I, if other mm-hmm. people enjoy it and don't care, um, by all means. I think it can be a big selling point. Yeah, I think it definitely allows like people like if I'm on PC and all my friends are on Xbox and they're all mm-hmm. playing COD. Yeah, I might actually get yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. I think also it's bigger, uh, like, um, like if it's like P P uh, PS4 and Xbox, then there's like a that's both console and there's yeah. people that there's so many people that are like that. Hopefully, P- hopefully uh, PlayStation isn't going to be like weird about crossplay this it, gen. I think it's fine. I think they're going to be fine. I think their plan, at least Call of Duty's plan, is to put it on for all. Mm-hmm. So in addition to that. There's gonna be no season pass, so any new DLC. Oh wow! It took them this many yeah, games to figure it out. Yeah, oh. because you know when you have a map and your friend doesn't, so now what? What's up? What you just paid for your DLC now? You can never play it when you can play it with your friends. Dude, so what's the point? Like when people would actually get those maps and then search for games, they'd sit there for like multiple minutes, sitting there hoping that they'd find other people who actually have these maps, but no one does because who would pay forty dollars up front? For maps that aren't going to be released for like a year. Yeah. Like, oh, and then once three map packs have been released, you have to spend the whole $40 just to get the most recent one. Can't even buy them a la carte. Mm. Like, I don't know what they were doing. They're, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 has is just a, been a cesspool of monetization um, and just like seeing – I think Activision was just trying to push it as far as they could to see if uh, they could make as much money as possible. But um, other than COD, there was Destroy All Humans. Yeah, remaking this mm-hmm. game. Well, I don't think it's a remake. I think it's like a sequel. It could be It's a like sequel. a new game. Yeah, I mean, okay. Basically, we're getting a new gen. And it mm-hmm. looks, like from the trailer, it looks so nice. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. Yeah. And just definitely has like a, um, what's the word for it? Like a, not a classic vibe, nostalgic? but like a nostalgic. Hell yeah. yeah. Because I just remember playing that mm-hmm. growing up. Well, then I think we're also getting a SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom mm-hmm. remastering or remaking that one. I, I don't know. They need to make a SpongeBob Battle Royale. Oh, that'd be so much fun. That'd be great. Um, and then there was like Phoenix Point, which right. is made by the people who made XCOM. Yeah. Which looked pretty cool too. Yeah. yeah it was cool. So I mean, that was pretty much pretty much all the games. There's yeah. probably a lot more indie titles that we didn't mention. Yeah, and any VR, a lot of VR that mm-hmm. just unknown. You don't really know much about, you know, when they're announcing them. Cause like, we haven't had a lot of good ways to show VR. I guess you can show the gameplay, but if you don't have really good gameplay yeah. to show, then you can't really. Plus, VR has that it. like kind of weird perspective, mm-hmm. like shake, yeah. shake, like yeah. like body twitch. Yeah. movement problems things like that that like you don't care when you're playing it yeah. but when you're watching a trailer it definitely comes off weird yeah um but i mean that, that's pretty much all the games microsoft definitely came out swinging hardest oh, yeah. stadia got overshadowed mm-hmm. yeah and ubisoft bethesda and ea had kind of lukewarm yeah. um nintendo was nintendo unless they come out with a new like gaming console they just come out with the same games or yeah sequels, sequels. <laughs> yeah um square enix is weak uh, pc gaming show was cool we didn't really talk too much about those but it was mostly mm-hmm. indie titles a lot of indie stuff yeah. um but overall i think a weaker e3 yeah. this year compared to previous years i think it's kind of 
throughout going that way too. Like it's kind of went that way within previous years, and now it's just really hitting that hard because mm-hmm. we're getting like. Oh, if you notice how many games are just uh, not games, there's a lot. How many announcements are not games? They're just down, you know, extra content for these yeah. games. And then on top of like the hype trains, where we know if we get hyped, like the marketing is not the same. Yeah, we're not gonna get hyped up for us for the game to not get after Fallout seventy six. Right, especially not after <laughs> Fallout seventy six. But now, and especially with like you know PTSD. streaming. And like no, like when a game comes, we're not gonna pay for this game because if it's not gonna be finished, we don't want it. So then we wait for it to be streamed on day mm-hmm. one. Then we know if we like it. So the hype train can go, but the dollars aren't gonna flow like they used to with pre-orders. Yeah. They're not even trying to push pre-orders anymore. No. I personally wish these companies just ditched pre-orders because I mean, they get that the investors like them because it gives them an idea of like what they're gonna be making on their games and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like guys. Pre-orders are just so dead. Yes, yeah, it used to be a day. Every please. single, it used to be a day. You know, in E3 when every single game had one like, like this content, this silver sword, the silver, the gold sword, or the gold gun, or this map pack, or this figurine, or this or that. Dude, that almost nobody had that. I mean, maybe like one or two games. Had, I don't even think so. Um, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much all of E3 this year. Um, yeah, let's know what uh. What you guys think? Yeah, what you're most excited for. Did um, you guys agree that Microsoft came out and was definitely uh, the strongest? Yeah. Um, they're the only ones who even felt like they had a real conference. Like, yeah. Conference, yeah. <laughs> because they had a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, what did you guys think about? Is there any like specific new game that you thought we underplayed or, or that we didn't was mention like. That yeah, was, one of the indie titles, yeah. maybe. Um, there was definitely some cool indie titles that, that we just purposely didn't want to mention just cause I think a lot of people aren't going to even know what they are. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, let us know what you think. And as always, thank you for listening and subscribing. You can find us anywhere podcasts are available. So, you know, Spotify, A- iTunes, Apple. Google, Apple, mm-hmm. um, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. YouTube, iHeartRadio. Yeah, you name it, yeah. we're there. Check us out. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Unstoppable Force Podcast and Twitter at UforcePod um, for any news and updates. We'll see you guys next week. And, and until, until then, then, stay unstoppable. unstoppable.